If you drive for about six and a half hours from Houston to the isolated plains of the west of Texas, you'll find a tiny hamlet called Valentine. It's home of Valentine Radio, a station that broadcasts on AM and on the internet. Brad Bernard is its founder. He operates the service as well as holding down a full-time job as a school teacher in this remote part of the state. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's in the middle of, of other places that are in the middle of nowhere. It's really isolated, yes. How many people live there? Well, the sign says 217, but I think the most recent census said uh, 138. So there's very few people. And your next nearest town, I guess, is Martha, and that's quite a distance anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's 38, I think 38 miles. And um, and also the other direction, if you go the other direction, you have Bandhorn, which is also one of our, our target communities. And so Valentine is actually uh, right in the middle of, of uh, three towns besides Valentine that we're targeting. So we're, we're just kind of right in the middle. So it's kind of, uh, you know, people get the idea that it's Valentine Radio is for Valentine. And, and it is kind of, but really it's for um, for the area because there's, there are no commercial stations around here. And so we're trying to fill that niche. If, if you're in Marfa, for example, even though there's Marfa Public Radio, if you if you have a business and you know if you want to buy some advertising, there's nobody to buy it from. There's just nobody. So that's kind of why we're trying to fill that, that niche because there'll never be, you know, an allocation for a broadcast station, a terrestrial station, in the area. So we're we're just trying to fill that void. Are there any shops and businesses actually in the town? <clears throat> there's a post office, and there's the school. There used to be a dentist, but they moved to Alpine a year or two ago. Um, no, there's no commerce here basically at all. There's a, there's a trucking company, but you know that's that's not a retail establishment. Um, no, it's, this is kind of just an just an isolated place. It was a railroad town. There used to be a railroad stop here, and you know railroad people would stay over, and we had a lot of cafes. And back before the interstate, um, the highway that runs through that used to be the only way to get from somewhere to somewhere. And so then there was a lot of business here, but with the interstate here, the U.S. Highway, it's a place for people to drive, but that's not where, you know, people aren't interested in stopping in Valentine. And you are on the radio. You actually broadcast on the radio, <clears throat> but there's a yeah. Uh, we people won't we understand in the, Britain the the the, the um, designation of a Part 15 station. Can you explain what that means? Yes. Well, it's um. It's kind of almost like a loophole because if you, if you look at the FCC website, they're they're talking about like a, a range of 250 feet, something like that. But really, on the AM band, there's 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 so much improvement in technology that if people um, use a Part 15 station, they they have the depending upon you know how how they interpret the rules and what kind of equipment they have, so they can reach a couple miles. So that's kind of what our intention is, but that hasn't been our focus. We do have a, uh, a Part 15 station, but we haven't um, spent the time to, to get the most out of it. Um, that's what I started first at, and then I, I switched over to the Internet. So I'm really interested in both. The Part 15 really intrigues me. Um, the power is so small. It's you know, one-tenth of a watt. It's 100 milliwatts. And, you know, they didn't mean for it to go anywhere. It's, you know, it's in the same category as a garage door opener. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, I mean, how far do you actually go if you if you sat in the car driving, listening to your signal? How far would you be able to go down the road? Um, it's uh, basically our antenna is kind of near the the power lines, and so there's some certain amount of induction from the antenna into the power line. So, if you follow the highway uh, from basically from the from the green sign at one end to the green sign on the other, which establishes the city limits, you can hear it all you know, through the highway, and then. Um, the town has, it's split by railroad tracks. And on this side of the tracks, you can hear pretty good, but on the other side, no. So, I mean, but we can put a second transmitter over there, synchronize them. And if I win the lottery, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so do you have many people who listen through the ether or are most of your listeners on the internet? Oh, they're most on the internet. And, I mean, having been in the area, I know that if you drive around and you put your car radio on seek or scan you'll only get one station you'll get the public radio won't you which which is all talk basically yeah it's true it's true yeah i actually uh, petitioned the fcc to to give me a waiver since there's nobody out here and who could i interfere with if they just let me you know crank up to one or two watts so i can really you know cover the area well but uh no they said try internet radio which we were already doing but you know the rules that the fcc have are so um you know they're just kind of you know, there's no there's no leeway. There's no room for reality. That's just what the rules say this, and so that's what we're going to do, regardless of what you know the reality is. Because I'm sure that you know they don't want us to interfere with anybody, but there's nobody here to interfere with. Is the station yeah. making money? Um, no, it's in fact, um, I wanted to make uh, I wanted to break even. I don't want to lose money, but when it's kind of like uh, something you want to do. And if if it if it decides on itself that it wants to make some money, then it will. And it has to do with um, it has a lot to do with how we can get people to listen, because since there has never been radio in this area, people don't have a habit of you know getting up in the morning and you know, putting on coffee and turning on the radio. That's just not something that people have ever done. So we kind of have to um, educate people. And uh, me working full time at the school hasn't allowed me to do that. I've, I've you know, had different people that I've hired, you know, to do certain things like that for me. But um, unless you do it yourself, it's not going to be the way you want it. So, I mean, we've made some inroads, and, and I'm really surprised that um, the people that do listen, you know, I, I'm always thinking, well, nobody's listening, but, but really, people are. You have um, sound bites. You interview people. You feature it in the news. So um, how much of your time is well, taken up uh, doing that? Well, you know, a lot of time. Um, I have a person who works part-time in the office and she makes a lot of these calls for me. And, um, and we do get, we do get good sound bites and people, uh, the newsmakers are interested, especially the, you know, the regular ones are interested in getting the word out about things. And, and they're very cooperative, you know, with us calling them. Um, but I do spend a lot more time on it than, than I'd like to. I'd like to be able to afford to, to hire a news director, but that's down the road. I think right now it's more important to, to sound like you have a full staff that they actually have one. And so it takes a lot of work. How much <clears throat> um, content do you create fresh each day then? Do you have a, um, a sort of a, a rule that you have to do so many minutes in the newscast or so many stories? <clears throat> well, we, I try to make, um, well, I have two separate newscasts that I do. One is, is Texas news, you know, from across the state of Texas. And then, and the other is the local news, which covers these communities here. And, uh, 
and I usually try to make that five or six minutes, and that, that would be um, the story, stories. Each of them are forty-five seconds to, to one minute, and that's the goal each day. And sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not. Um, it's, it's hard because there are no daily newspapers around here, so um, a lot of times you have to just, you know, follow up on rumors or 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 get things from the newspaper and follow up on that to make it fresh. Or, you know, there are things on the internet, there are news releases that we get before, you know, before the newspaper comes out with the same information. Um, but uh, it's really hard to train people that, um, you know, all the local newspapers come out on Thursday and it's really hard to train people that there's, there's news between Thursday and Thursday and, and then we've got it. So, um, but a lot of people are just interested in, Oh, Pandora or you know whatever music source that they use and so they choose that instead of us sometimes and I don't really think that's fair but but that's what people do but I guess because you have the local content which obviously Pandora or Spotify don't then people are going to go to you for that well that's my argument um, but uh, but you know most of what's on the radio is music and people people are more segmented they, they like well I like R&B or I like this and so they get this really niche thing that, that serves them and you know, you know broadcasting is kind of in a way going away in favor of narrow casting to target you know people's you know specific interests and that's I, I think that's kind of bad for society because everybody's in their own little box instead of you know having this you know everybody experiencing the same thing at the same time which you know I grew up with that and, and that makes sense to me where everybody has you know, the same experience are people coming to you with news now are these agencies and officials now contacting you with stories um well it's happened but it's, it's not like how i want we you know they we have to beg people for news releases and so we you know we have a kind of a small campaign of emailing uh, people saying, "Hey, we saw it in the paper. Would, could you next time send us a news release as well?" And so, um, you know, it, it takes a while to build something, especially something that is a different type of animal than than people are used to. You've got and, a, uh, a, a very <clears throat> developed, full-sounding schedule when you listen to your broadcasts. There's, there's a lot of information there. There's your local newscast, the Texas News, as uh, Native um, First American news bulletins you've got the weather as well how many different elements do you have in your schedule that you produce well there are those that you said and and we do have um a national news with the usa network and we have a, a little bit of feature story news um uh, we do the third at the bottom of the hour we do a 30 second blurb from them during, on the weekdays and we have um jeff rents overnight on tuesday through saturday and he got that three-hour alternative news talk show, which, uh, which, which I like. We have a, a satellite. In fact, that's the, on the picture that you saw. That that's the satellite dish to get um, the Jeff Rents program. And we got on Saturday nights. We got into the paranormal uh, with um, Jeremy Scott. And that's kind of um, long same thing, paranormal stuff. Who's your weather forecaster? <laughs> well, that is. Uh, that's through virtual uh, weather, and it's it's actually it, it's kind of complicated. But um, if you want me to explain it, because it's yeah. not a real person uh, doing that. It's not a real um, person. What, it, what? No. What, what happens is 
is the National Weather Service forecast text is parsed into little phrases, and these little phrases match up with uh, pre-recorded phrases that are concatenated together to form a forecast. And there's, so there's probably like maybe you know eight or ten elements that are that are you know put together back to back that make it appear that somebody's reading it, but they're just elements that are pre-recorded that are are put together. Wow, it's very convincing. Have, <laughs> it is, yeah. And then uh, we report, we have a weather underground um, reporting here. We report we report to weather underground, and then the automation that we use is, uh, picks that up. And it also um, they do too at the virtual weather. They get the the same thing that we get from virtual or from uh, weather underground. So that's how they get our current conditions. And the, and it, it's really kind of amazing because you know they're always reporting you know actually what it is that we're sensing right here at the station. And it's um, quite amazing, really. 7979. Sunshine through the area today. The winds from the southwest at 20 to 30. The highs today around 77. Tonight, mostly clear. The winds southwest 10 to 20. The lows near 40 degrees. Tomorrow looks mostly cloudy. The highs around 71. You use station playlists. A lot of small community stations and small market stations in the UK rave about the software. Is it something that you found a really useful tool. I, I I like it a lot. I've tried, I tried several different automation systems, and the ones that were that looked the coolest and were the flashiest and had been, you know that you know I thought were to be real nice. They they weren't. Uh, Station playlist is pretty vanilla looking. Uh, it's not exciting, but but it does a lot of a lot of things, and so that's what's making uh, us sound good. And we're going to sound better. Um, We've got the latest version of Pro for Creator and Studio, and there's there's some changes that kind of um, kind of threw us for a loop. That uh, I got to figure out why it's, it's doing certain things, but it's um you know it, it's amazing. <laughs> it really is amazing. Station playlist is uh, I mean in the old days when I was in radio, you had to have somebody there all the time. You had to they're playing records or CDs. You had to have somebody. And now the automation can do it better for cheaper, and nobody has to be there. I mean, you know, I, I prefer the days when people did have to be there because then you could be, you know, live and local, and now it's kind of, I mean, there's hardly, I don't know if people realize, but probably, you know, 80 or 90% of all radio stations are automated. And, and, and the trick is to make it sound like you're not. What what have you found on station playlist that uh, you've embraced as a really useful uh, labor saving or creative tool that that is not found on other um, automation software you've tried? Well, we can have different inputs uh, programmed for different times. Like um, I have a, a little um, I have a barracks box and in streamer that I get my into the paranormal from, and that's a particular source. I have. Um, um, Jeff Renz coming in on the satellite, and these are sources that go inputs into the computer, and, and station playlists can switch to them when it's time to do that. Um, you know, the, the fact that the station playlist can give you the time, anytime you have to record them, but um, I worked at a station back in the 80s um, that was automated, and it just had a, a, a big cartridge with, you know, a big loop, and it just advanced every minute. It advanced one, and was kind of always being off, and always had to fix it. Well, you know, this is always right. It's just always right. 
How many um, times a week or a month or a day uh, do you record fresh, uh, what we'd call links, but I guess you'd call breaks? Um, not, I, I was going to do some today. Um, I don't do it often enough. I have to say that because I, you know, I have all these other things on my plate. But what I'd like to do is, is, um, is I'd like to do them every week is what I'd like to do. And I can divide it up by, by days. And then just pre-program, you know, Mondays. Because you can you can program anything you want to play any time you want. It's amazing. So it's just a matter of um, of doing it, and and then it's, then it can be done. So, you know, I, I'd like to say, you know, you know, welcome to Thursday, and that plays on Thursday. So, how many people do you have at your peak in, in terms of listening? Do you know? Uh no. Um, that's one of the things that uh, I don't know if I'm superstitious or not, but. I don't want to. I don't want to know. I don't want. I don't want to look. I can look anytime and see who's connected. But um, really, you may have. You know, let's say you may have. You know, dozens and dozens uh, during the day. But at any one time, there maybe you know, maybe there's nobody. Maybe there's one or two. But you, you know, you got to look at it collectively on who's listening. And of course, there's more listeners during the week than on the weekend. And I, I want to make it so that each newscast isn't the same. And Station Playlist will do this for me, where I can, you know, juggle, say, let's say I have eight stories, and I play five five of those stories each newscast. And each newscast can be fresh, 